0: So, dear beloved, the Holy Spirit was present and full of glory last week. I have to admit that thank you doesn't seem adequate after such a Sunday. Second Church, you really know how to celebrate. How to celebrate through worship and fellowship and forums of learning and listening. As I had the opportunity to begin the day starting with a full dining room to witness the wisdom, wit, and gracious persistence of Michael Paul Williams as he continued to share Richmond's emerging story with us. And then a full sanctuary with splendid music and inspiring encouragement to follow Jesus and be extra together. How can we keep from singing with such stirring shared experiences? It was a day I will never forget filled with so many saints present here in the pews and in spirit who have nurtured my faith and my call. Last week's gathering of beloved saints continues to fill my heart with gratitude. It is good news indeed that we are called to journey in faith together And I know that you have your own collection of saints, of dear ones who have encouraged you in the faith, your own saints who have mentored you and prayed for you over the years. Well, today, today we take time to remember the saints of this church family who now dwell with God in peace. All Saints Sunday is an important reminder of our connections through God's love to those who have gone before us and to those who will come after us. Such communion across time and space is evident at the Lord's table and at the baptismal fount through the sacraments our church family is woven into the family of God with steadfast love. We are bound up together in God's story of creation, forgiveness, and redemption, and God's story of new life and new beginnings. The Holy Spirit encourages the church to discern new ways of loving God and serving our neighbors, perhaps with the shower ministry where folks can get clean and have a sense of a fresh start. As we reimagine what it means to be Christ's church today, I invite you to hear these ancient words from the book of Revelation they can be found in your bulletin. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. God will dwell with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And then the one who is seated on the throne said, see, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, Revelation is primarily a book of hope addressed to seven churches persecuted by the Roman Empire. The Apostle John encourages these churches to remain faithful and committed to trust that God's reign will prevail no matter how dire their situation may seem now. We understand that this apocalyptic writing uses symbolism and figurative language to describe God's coming kingdom. But Revelation is not a warm and fuzzy view of what is to come. Warning and judgment are interwoven in the encouragement and hope. These writings include violence and battles, pain and suffering too. But the final message is one of hope and promise. Today's scripture is a glimpse of the final destination of faithfulness, the culmination of God's story of creation and redemption. Now, in the beginning, according to Genesis, God dwells in the Garden of Eden. God speaks directly to Adam and Eve and the animals, just like another neighbor. Here in Revelation, God settles in with humanity again, living among mortals and reclaiming us as God's very own. Our creator lives among us and promises that death, mourning, crying, and pain will be no more. The one on the throne declares, I am making all things new. Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. We hold on to words that are trustworthy and true today. God's promise of a new heaven and a new earth is good news, the hope of a fresh start with the creator, a clean canvas full of possibility for the grand artist to design a new masterpiece. Such good news is music to our ears as we pray for the healing of the earth. Now, according to biblical scholars, the sea was a symbol of chaos and destruction in ancient times. So it is also good news for the sea, for confusion and turmoil to be no more. The water of life is given freely, nurturing and sustaining us with grace and hope. With God, we will no longer thirst for what once was or what we imagined would be. Our future with the author of our beginning and end is peace and new life. Now on Monday, the Lectio Divina group read this passage together, and the conversation after our silent reflection was rich. One of the saints Judy spoke up about the promise that is trustworthy and true. She described this vision as our home base as Christians, a gift we can return to that holds our life and this passage together. The churches of Asia needed this hopeful home base to steady their way together. And today we need each other and the trustworthy promises of God to remind us that our final home is one of peace and hope. Through our own distress and darkness, we need God's reminders of steadfast love and the power of goodness. Now Samuel Wells The vicar of St. Martin in the fields of London knows something about the power of such reminders of God's love. He tells this story about a former parishioner. After he heard Wells speak on the radio, the former church member called him up. They had not communicated for over 20 years But as soon as Wells heard the man's voice, he knew who was on the other end of the line. Wells remembered this firefighter well. He had attended the church during the early days in his ministry. Here's how the call went. Do you remember your first Easter at St. Luke's? Well, two weeks before Easter at the Sunday service, you gave each one of us three nails you said, put these somewhere where you'll be close to them every day. And on Easter morning, bring them back with you and put them in the fount and Celebrate what those nails really mean. Well, the truth is, I never brought the nails back. When I took the nails home, he said, I knew what I wanted to do. The next day I took them to the fire station. I picked up my firefighters overalls and I sewed each one of them into its own pocket across my chest. And then I gave each one of them a name. The first one, the largest one, I called Faith. The second one, the rusty one, I called Courage. And the third one, The twisted, almost broken one I called hope. And from then on, for the next 20 years, every time the bell went and we jumped down the chute into the fire tender to go out on a job, I would put my hand on my chest and my hand would cover the pocket with the first nail and I would say, be close to me, I need you with me. I would move across to the second nail and would say, give me the strength to do what I need to do today. And then I'd find the third twisted smaller nail and I'd say, help me make it through to live another day. Sam, I keep those nails in my overalls and I, I kept them there until six years ago when I retired And when I heard your voice on the radio today, I thought it was time to finally tell you why I never brought them back that Easter day. Wells was stunned and inspired by this man's story of faithfulness and trust. The nails first given as a reminder of The passion and pain of Christ had become symbols of faith, courage, and hope. Each time that firefighter was called to duty, he was grounded in the good news that God's word is true. He could face the chaos of his work with the presence, power, and love of God. He trusted the good news he heard on Sunday enough for it to guide him through the week and his work for decades. Those nails secured his hope in the face of uncertainty. Beloved, these words of revelation, these glimpses of what is yet to come by the power of God, these words are trustworthy and true. Backed with faith, courage, and love, such a vision can steady us through a storm and offer refuge in the night. When we feel lost and overwhelmed, God's word and our community of saints can remind us of God's promises and hope. It is good news indeed that our beginning and our end rests in God. And this is good news for us to celebrate. So let us receive the gift of the water of life and live courageously, trusting in God's word every step of the way. May it be so. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal God, you are our Alpha and Omega. You are the source of our beginning and our resting place at the end. Help us to trust your promises of hope and new beginnings. Lead us to share your love with faith and courage. Strengthen our hearts for the journey ahead until we join the saints of light. Amen.